Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Our radio app now. The Iowa State men's basketball team is back in action tomorrow night at Texas. The Longhorns tied for the Big 12 lead with Kansas at 10-4, and four, two games ahead of the Cyclones. New rules involving timekeeping changes could be coming to college football, including a running clock following first downs and incomplete passes. And after being traded from the Lakers to the Jazz, Russell Westbrook is set to sign with the L.A. Clippers once his buyout with Utah is finalized. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studio where every Monday get one of Jethro's world-famous meal deals. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour 2, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent and I here until 1, bottom of the hour, Nick Olson on Iowa State. Kevin Lehman momentarily. Just real quick, Trent, I don't want to run out of show and forget to do this. Uh, kind of take us through the weekend at the well uh, with the uh, high school wrestling Saturday special, Friday Betters. What would you say? Oh, it was, it was excellent. And uh, seeing Ben Keeter win his fourth straight state title, doing it in undefeated fashion. You know, so many times we see the guys, they start at, you know, 106, build their way <laughs> right, up. You know, it's yeah. the little guys. And, and when it is a freshman and go through, well, he started at 160 and finished up at 220. For his last two years, he's an incredible talent. 111-0 in his career, Jesus. one of only seven undefeated high school wrestlers here in the state of Iowa. He's a talent unlike many that we've seen in the state. International acclaim already. And one thing I love: you've been in plenty of press boxes. No cheering in the press box, right? right? Yeah. Well, Radio Row for state wrestling is different, and I love it. Uh, you got you know all the small town radio stations across the state there, but when there's a four timer. You stand and applaud. And it is okay in the press box to do that. And it's been happening for years and something that I consider cool. Because I'm also kind of hardline. Yeah, no cheering in the press box. I'm about that. But for Iowa State Wrestling, when it comes to the state tournament, you have a four-timer. Timer, Mm. everybody stands and applauds. Really cool. Uh, Game Arnold against Tate Nocknaborn. One going to Iowa. The other going to Iowa State. They had a great championship bout. They're going to see each other a lot in their collegiate careers. So really fun as it always is. And had some runaway champions this year in terms of the team title race. But overall, great tournament. And Keeter, that's going to be the story. Now he's going to try to play both football and wrestle. And, um, yeah, we we shall see. Speaking of that, Brody Brecht is playing football and baseball. And he struck out 10 yesterday. He is playing baseball. I hope, Trent. I hope. And how long have I said? He scratched his itch. Right? He ran out the tunnel. Yep. yep. He caught a pass in Kinnick. Yep. Now check that box. Go make your money. Yes. And it's going to be on the baseball field, not on the football field. Absolutely is. Absolutely is. Let's get Kevin Lehman here as we talk a big four basketball. Hello, Kevin. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing good. Obviously, uh, we know that uh, Trent is from Osage, Iowa, which is a wrestling. That's what wrestling country. It is another state championship for the Green Devils this past weekend as they won both the dual and traditional state this year and three state champions from my hometown, including the little town I grew up next to, Osage, New Haven. That's where two of the kids hail from. Well, as 
One time I was called by a Bill Self a one-trick pony because basketball is the only sport I know, partner. <laughs> Good stuff, Kevin. Well, we appreciate you coming on, and we're going to pick that basketball mind of yours. And By the way, are you on the Bradley call, Bradley uh, uh, Drake, this weekend on the Deuce 3 o'clock Sunday? Oh, yeah. We've been here for Bradley and Drake for two weeks to come to this game. So, uh, yeah, Clay Matvick and I will be on that call. We are pretty pumped about that. No, I bet you are. You weren't on the call yesterday with CBS Sports Network. And, uh, you know, I know you've been banging the drum and Trent's been banging the drum and I've scraped my knees jumping on the bandwagon to pound that drum. Uh, When it comes to Roman Penn and CBS Sports, they put the graphic... You know, pretty slick pictures of all of them. Uh, Shepard and Domask and, uh, and Tucker DeVries as the three uh, that will determine the Larry Bird and the most valuable player uh, in the Missouri Valley Conference. And they don't even have the winner listed, in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. and in our opinion. Is it starting to, is the Roman pen for the Larry Bird Award winner this year starting to pick up momentum? It is, and I got a text from Greg Sage this morning. He is the SID at Belmont. He knows more basketball than all of us put together. And he said, am I wrong in picking Roman Penn as the MVP? And I said, Greg, I've been making, I texted him back, I've been making that argument for two weeks. Uh, and I had the Southern Illinois Bradley game on yesterday. Uh, Damask was sensational, but they're not going to win the league. So I think you got, you know, I always, my rule is who wins the league, you start there and you work down. Now, if Bradley would win the league, you give it to Rink Mass. Does he get in that? But they, that's a really balanced team. I really think it comes down to Roman Penn. He's playing at the same level he was. Was it 2021? It was him and Crutwig, and then he broke his mm, foot, and yeah. Crutwig ended up winning it. And it's not a career achievement. I mean, just look no. at He has taken his game to another level, and I've heard that argument and seen that from a couple other Valley fans. Well, you're just give, he's been around forever. You're just no, no. Tucker DeVries is the best NBA prospect. Yep. Tucker DeVries is our leading scorer, but the most valuable player. That's what it is. It's not best NBA prospect in your league. It is most valuable player. You take Roman Penn off that team, they're certainly not in the spot they are right now. You took Tucker DeVries, we saw what happened. They went out there and won it. Roman Penn is the heartbeat of this team, and I don't think it's close there. You mentioned Mass, though, and Rick Mass for Bradley. Big kid from the Netherlands, 6'9", 240. He can step out, hit down a, a three-pointer. If Bradley does beat Drake... Do you think he would get it? They'd give it to the guy that led his team to a regular season title. Uh, I think it would be close and give him a little, uh, a little more push. But I no, I don't think he's got a, the numbers enough. And this is a this is a Bradley team that really hangs her hat on defense. That mm-hmm. front line is huge. They guard you. I mean, it, it was fifty to forty eight yesterday. That was old school Valley yeah. from ten years ago. A grinded out deal. And this, and I told Greg Sage, I said my two favorite teams to broadcast are Drake. And Belmont, because they get out and they play fast. And I'll tell you what, this Drake team is underrated what they do defensively. They held mm-hmm. Belmont to one three-pointer, the same thing they did in Nashville without Tucker DeVries. And that was the argument you just made, and I made with Greg Sage. If you go into Belmont without Roman Penn and you have Tucker DeVries, I don't think you win that no. game. But they went in there with Roman Penn without Tucker, and they won the game. So that's to me, that's what turned that argument, because uh, – since that time, Roman's become more aggressive offensively. He's become more of a scorer, and I really think he's finally healthy. Because you know he didn't pr- he didn't play one game earlier. They had him on a minutes restriction when I had him in the Paradise Jam. I think this guy is finally healthy, 
and we're seeing what we saw two years ago before the broken foot. Uh, nice for you and I to get off the schneid. Where they love six in a row before finally uh, winning uh, winning this weekend. Good for them to get a little momentum. Like to see them, you know, finish out the season if they possibly can by you know with another couple of wins to feel much better about their chances heading into St. Louis. But they needed that one, Kevin, this weekend over most state. Oh, no question. And, you know, they trailed almost the entire game until at the last 16 seconds, and uh, Bourne made a couple plays, and they are able to win that game. At Missouri State, a team that beat them pretty soundly at UNI. So you're right, Ken, that was huge. And you just never count out a Ben Jacobson team. I don't care what their age is, uh, what their experience is. Uh, you know, what's going to haunt them is that loss at Evansville. That's yeah. what's going to come back and really – uh, the one that they'll never forget. Well, if Drake completes it, and you and I looks like they're pretty solid in the eight nine game. How about that for a quarterfinal? You and I wins the eight nine game against Illinois State more than likely. Drake, you and I with the shot in the semifinals. I think we'd all sign up for that one, huh? Mm. Oh no question, because Bowen Bourne will bring the A game, man. Yes. And those freshmen are they won't know any better in St. Louis. This is do or die. I think this is going to be the this is the best one bid league in the country, and that's unfortunate because I think there's four teams, maybe five in the valley that could win a game in the NCAA tournament. Hopefully, next year this can be a multi bid league. But they just started so slow that we've got. I just looked up the Nets. You know, Bradley's in the mid 60s, Drake in the mid 70s. They're not going to get that large bid, no matter how much. You politic for them. So even getting to Sunday and, and uh, a rematch with Bradley, say they went out this week, Drake does, that would put them, what, Trent, 27-7? and seven? They'd be losing the championship to Bradley, 26-7, and seven, D1 record, not counting the non-D1 game. Oh, in there, right, so. right, right. That's yeah. a good point. So uh, not that's good what enough, the resume Kev? team sheet would look like. No. And just, what, one quad one victory, probably the difference mm. there, Kevin? Yeah, that's what Ken and Trent, that's what's killing these mid-majors right now since they redid that system with the net. Mm-hmm. They just can't get enough games to build up the resume. If, if you get a slow start and you've got some bottom feeders in your league like, you know, Evansville and USC have been very good. It just, if you look at the numbers, I think it was 10 years ago or eight years ago, 16 mid-majors got at large bids. Last year was like six. Jeez, so we're wow. seeing all these middle-of-the-pack uh, power league schools get in. And we talked about this before. Should we go to 90 teams? I think it's coming, and hopefully it would help the mid-majors if it does. Well, if it does, and, and I'd be reluctant to give it a thumbs up without more on it, that's what it has to be about in my book, Kevin. That, that That's who it needs to get. It needs to get back to what it once was. I mean, that that's an alarming statistic that you just threw out there, what it used to be and what it is now. And if it does expand, it needs to expand to, uh, in order to let some of those teams that, you know, like 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 a Drake that would finish second to Bradley in, in the scenario we just threw out there. They look like a tournament team to me. Well, I just right. said Bradley and Drake, they could both win games easily. Mm-hmm. In the NCAA tournament, but, but that's not the way the system's set up. No, as you know, Ken, it's about money. It's about who's got the power. So you're, the, the push is to get more of those teams that are finishing 500 in the ACC, SEC, and so forth into the tournament because that money that comes flowing in with those tournament bids. It's unfortunate, but that's the way we're headed. We're seeing it in football. You're seeing it in basketball. It's a real change in dynamics of college athletics. You know, name, image, likeness, transfer portal. It's all kind of it's all kind of flowing downhill, and 
and that's what we're going to see here in the future. Now, as things have slowed down now, the new 12-team Missouri Valley Conference, and you kind of look at the future, UIC, we'll see if they can build that program up. Belmont has had a ton of success. And we've seen these programs, Murray State, obviously, what they've been able to do. When you kind of look at the future of what this conference is going to be, how likely is it that they get back, not to even a two-bid league, but having those years where hey, maybe it's only once every seven, eight years, but they can get three, maybe even four teams in, as they did way back in 2005. Is that likely when you look to the future of the MVC? No, not unless we go to 90 teams in the NCAA yeah. tournament. And just because what we just talked about, it's two, because uh, you got 20 games in the eight in the Big Ten uh, ACC, and they won't. Play. You know, back in the day, I've said this before. You know, Northern Iowa used to go to, or uh, Iowa used to go to Northern Iowa play. Iowa State did too. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen anymore. You got to find them on neutral courts if you're lucky. So it doesn't allow the mid majors to get those quad one wins and quad two wins, and that's what this thing's all based upon now in the metrics. So I, I just don't see it. I hopefully a two bid league, but I don't see it being three or four again like it was in what oh six oh seven where. Uh, the value was was ten and three because when that happened, guys, that's because Doug Elgin, he cracked the RPI. He figured out how it worked. He was penalizing teams for not scheduling up hard enough, and I think even the old bracket buster helped a little bit in the valley at that time. Uh, but everybody else now knows the formula, and and even the the, the uh, power leagues. Because I worked a little bit for uh, uh, the company that runs the Paradise Jam, and they set up tournaments and they also do summer travel and they had me calls and coaches i uh, about doing game about playing games in the in the tournament the first thing those scheduling coaches would ask me what's their what's the net what's mm. the net of the team the mid-major oh. trying to get me to play they didn't want to play anybody that was any good <laughs> brutal uh kevin layman is our uh is our guest uh kevin uh, before we get into uh, iowa and iowa state just to comment on those have you got your march marching orders yet where will you be for postseason Yes, well, I'm, I got what I call, uh, what, lather, rinse, repeat. I just got back at 2 a.m. from Carbondale, and I'm heading back there tomorrow night because I've got you and I at Southern on Wednesday. And then we're heading to uh, Bradley for the big clash with Drake. And then it's the Valley Tournament where I'm going to call every game, either radio or TV. I switch back and forth. So I do a TV game, switch to radio. And now with 12 games, it's going to be a busy Oof. schedule, Ken. So I got four games what, Friday, four games Thursday, four games Friday. Then I will have the Summit League Championship on Tuesday, which is hopefully going to be Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the undefeated in that Summit League. That's a great tournament up there in that uh, Denny Sanford Center. Those They come out and support that. It is a great, a great event. And then uh, I was contacted about possibly some NIT games. So that's what I'm looking here gotcha. in the next two or three weeks. Yeah, the Amos kid, remember him a couple years ago in the NCAA tournament taking Oral Roberts to the Sweet 16. He's back, he's playing well, and yeah, that's one looking for that bracket buster. Certainly Oral Roberts, you got to have that one circled, right, Kevin? Yeah, I tell you what, my, my son, who knows a lot about basketball, he said, hey, Dad, what about Oral Roberts going to the Valley in the future? Mm. I thought, you know, that'd be a pretty good pickup to get that Tulsa market. Right. Uh, uh, and I kind of, the guys kind of scratched my head, and this son of mine is pretty smart, but... Uh, <laughs> A. Smith that you talked about, he's one of those few mid-major guys that could have jumped to a higher league and mm-hmm. stayed at Oral Roberts. 
Interesting. Uh, Kevin, uh, real quick hit. Uh, let's do Iowa from yesterday. Just uh, couldn't shoot the basketball. Northwestern's a really nice team. Uh, the guards are, are playing out of their minds, as we thought, especially Bo Bowie. He's been terrific. Uh, just your thoughts on Iowa yesterday. Just uh, you know, just throw it out, draw a line through it, and move on to Wisconsin uh, coming up on Wednesday, or how do you approach it? Well, the two things that they do well, they didn't do well. They turned the ball over 15 times, right. which usually they don't. And on the road, you can't do that. And they couldn't make threes. You know, Murray goes 0 for 6. But I mentioned to this guy, to you guys last week, Chris Lowry, who coached Southern Illinois back when they had those great runs, and then it was with Weber, Kansas State. That's their defensive coach at Northwestern. That's what's changed this Northwestern program. Chris Lowry was hired to run the defense, and you're seeing the difference in the Wildcats. For the Hawks, yeah, they got it. They got it. This is a Wisconsin game that's very winnable, but you got a Wisconsin team that's backed against the wall. They are definitely a bubble team. When I sat courtside, Carver Hawkeye, Wisconsin came in. They play that style that is so ugly and so hard to get them out of that routine. You got to control tempo, so the Hawks got to get this game sped up to win at Wisconsin. And Iowa State, you got to see them a week ago up close in personal, the Cyclones. That conference is just such a bear. And I know the frustration of losing to K-State. A winnable game. I mean, you had an opportunity, had the lead in it, and Kansas State comes back and gets the win there. What do you think, though, if this Iowa State team made the run last year in the Sweet 16, did it in the process with two pretty good matchups, are they as matchup dependent to make another March run this year? I think they can, you know, but they need Caleb Grill healthy. They need that three-point shooting from him and Kalsher. Kalsher's three for 12 against Kansas State. Those two guys can change the complexion of the game. They're so good defensively, this Iowa State team, that you know they're going to do it at the defensive end, but they're challenged at the offensive end. Uh, ha- having Jazz Koontz back helps them immensely. Great size. It kind of puts everybody back in a regular position, gets Holmes back in that three spot, gets them out of guard in fours. Tough test, though. they got to go into Texas. But this is a Texas team that's got some bumps in the road here. You know, they barely beat Oklahoma. Uh, they, they might have lost at Tech before that. So they might be the wounded animal, the Longhorns, or they might be on a downturn. Uh, but this Iowa State team's got to get a win here at Texas. they got Oklahoma at home, West Virginia at home, winnable games. But they need momentum going to the Big 12 tournament. That's what it's all about right now. You're kind of on that last hill that you're climbing on the marathon, you got to go over that hump and then coast into the uh, Big 12 tournament with some momentum. Kevin Lehman, Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors. Kevin Lehman, Washer Systems of Iowa. Kevin, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk with you next week, Kevin. In fact, we, um, if your schedule allows, we might do this uh, again next Monday. Seems to make sense. We could, since you'll have Bradley and Drake mm-hmm. uh, just uh, the day before. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate yeah, you coming on. I'll- I'll be pretty busy a week from Thursday. Yeah, you games, so let's do it during the week. <laughs> you sure will. Thanks, Kevin. T- appreciate it. All right, guys. Yep. Have good, a good one. Yep. Good to talk to you, Kevin Lehman. So we catch up with our buddy who's got a. He's does, is going to be busy Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday. There's no games off. Radio hey. TV. Radio TV. I've had those marathons before. You had one. Yeah, you have a lot of those. <laughs> it's taxing. You've got a couple coming up. A couple more weeks of them, right? Yeah, we'll rest up, get ready mm. for next Monday. Things kick off, and, and the girls, the way they do it, usually you start with a small class and you move your way up. Not with the girls. They start in Class 5A and then go backwards. So we'll kick things off on Monday with the Class 5A quarterfinals, and we'll find out tomorrow night which teams will be punching their ticket to the well. So no high school this weekend? Are you going to Friday game? Friday we'll have a boys' substate semifinal. 
Uh, then a turnaround. Monday will be the quarterfinals for the girls. Next Monday, Tuesday will be the substate final for the boys. And then uh, throughout the week, semifinals, championship, also filling in on some of the smaller classes with Pete Tarpey and the group for the Iowa Girls High School Union Network with CISN TV. So, yeah, we're going to be busy here for the next couple of weeks. Recharge your batteries this week. Yes. Uh, we will talk to uh, Nick Oson on Iowa State when we come back. It's 1225 Miller and Condon on a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.800 bets off. Guys, are you looking for an easy excuse to be on the couch watching college hoops during the best two days of March? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa and tell them you heard it. Every sunrise offers new opportunities to dream big or to take that next small step. Every sunrise is another chance to build on the one before or to start with a clean slate. Because sunrise is tomorrow's promise made real and Grinnell Mutual is tomorrow's promise protected. Trust in tomorrow and contact a Grinnell Mutual If you own a house, you've got a huge asset. And everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, if you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset and stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Well, I've talked a lot about a lot about the locals, except for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. But now it's time to get Nick Oson in here, who covers Iowa State for CycloneAlert.com, part of Twenty Four Seven Sports. Hello, Nick Trenton Ken. Thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you today? Doing uh, doing fine. Uh, thank you for asking. We appreciate it as always. You coming on? So I guess let's uh, go back before we go forward. A big spot tomorrow night in Austin, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, another tough, uh, uh, t- tough result on the road with the exception of Oklahoma and Baylor. Yeah, Oklahoma and Baylor early in the season. Uh, they've not won on the road, I don't believe, in the Big 12 since those two. Uh, this one no different. Had a lead going into half, but um, as we've seen uh, two or three other occasions now, just unable to hold that lead uh, and to see the opponent uh, put it in the win column in Iowa State uh, get out of town with a loss. Felt like a winnable basketball game this past weekend, Nick. Yeah, Ken, you, you know you're right. It, it absolutely was one, and I felt like the way the game was trending in terms of 
low scoring, obviously a lot of defense kind of oriented there, a physical game. I actually felt like the Cyclones were in a really good spot, even early on in the second half when the Wildcats made a few more baskets. But I think the crowd potentially played a factor. I was there. It was a decent crowd in Manhattan. And, you know, I think, and this was kind of a topic of discussion a little bit today at the press conference, but basically if Iowa State does enough to get these leads, which is a really good sign, especially on the road, but they've got to kind of figure out those ways to close and add up a couple more wins before you get to the postseason. No doubt about it. Kind of get the ship right. And it's it's the league. It's what you're going up against time in and time out. There are certainly no off nights. And now this matchup with Texas, after the environment that we saw, now back on the home floor, this Texas team is really, really talented. They can beat you in a myriad of different ways. I know Baylor still looms at the end of the season, but is this going to be the most environment, most difficult environment and everything, game, remaining in the four games left for Iowa State? Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, Trent. I'm pretty high on Baylor, who they'll have kind of the last game of the season, um, you know, on the road there. But I feel like the way Texas has played at home, the environment that I expect, they've shown it throughout the season, that crowd and kind of the student section there and such with their new place. I think that they will be very hungry after what happened here in Ames last time earlier this year. And you hit it right on the head, Trent. I think that Texas personally coming into the year, I'm not sure I picked them to win the conference title, but I think that they may have maybe the most talent, at least offensively, throughout their entire roster. When you look at, obviously, Tyrese Hunter's kind of had a down year, but Marcus Carr, Rice off the bench, Allen can score really inside and outside. They've got a lot of good things going, and I'll be really intrigued to see how this plays out, whether they can keep it a little more defense, physical, things of that nature, or if Texas wants to push like they have been really five out of the last six games, guys. You know, Texas, I'm looking ahead at what they've got left. My God, I know there's no very few nights off in this conference. Uh, Number 23, Iowa State tomorrow. On the weekend, they play number 9, Baylor, in Waco. Stay on the road, Fort Worth, number 24, TCU. Oh, by the way, Miles is back. Before finishing at home against Kansas. I mean, think about that four-game stretch for Texas. They're looking at this game tomorrow night almost as a must-win, Nick. They have to be. Exactly. It's funny, Ken. I was looking at that a little bit, too, kind of as I was trying to gauge how I feel that this conference race will shake out. Initially, I saw that Kansas matchup. I thought, okay, that could be for the title, but they've got several obstacles to really get through due to the Longhorns before that. I think the TCU with Miles is a completely different team, and as everybody's kind of used to around here, even when the Jayhawks maybe hit a little bit of a, a valley of sorts, They're kind of back playing one of the best teams in the country, ranked in the top three, I believe, today. What do we know about Caleb Grill and his injury now? What what can you tell us? What is it? I know there's also some speculation involved. It's a back injury, but what do we know? Yeah, basically what I'm gathering is did practice today uh, based on our, our press conference this morning. And this part is a little bit of of speculation. I don't like to do that really too much with injuries. But basically, I just think, and this lines up with what Coach Otzelberger has said, I think that there's a very uh, maybe safe, conservative approach going on with this, whether it's the pain factor or just getting grilled 
really in the right spot to be able to add to the rotation and be kind of his best self on the court. Uh, when these games really, really matter, obviously every game matters, but it's going to get to a point pretty soon where it's one and done. And you know that this team needs him. He's really a top three or four most important player on the entire team when you look at both sides of the floor, I would say. So I think it's just a matter of whether it's true pain tolerance or maybe a little maintenance. I think that's kind of what I'm gathering, just kind of listening to what Coach Otzelberger is saying and seeing it all play out. That's my assessment right now. I think that it's very smart to do what is best, obviously, for the kind of healthy health and safety of a player like that. I also mm-hmm. feel like you don't want him to come in too rusty when things really get going in March. Are you surprised, Nick, and maybe just this is a me thing, just uh, for waiting for Trey King and hearing so much about him and reading so much about I guess I'm kind of surprised he's not more of a, a contributor to this team. I'm not minimizing his uh, what, what he's done. I mean, he's playing 15 minutes a night. Uh, I just I guess I thought it was going to be more from Trey King. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's been asked a little bit on, on my boards as well, Ken. I think that there was maybe a little bit of a, I don't know, an extra level of interest in wanting to see this because, like you said, there was a wait so long. I would really say, if other than potentially that short-range to mid-range jump shot, I've actually seen a lot of what I have expected from Trey King. I think that you know he's meant to be a physical guy on both ends. I thought he fought really well on the glass over the weekend, but I just feel like that kind of four or five spot is actually a spot where they do have some depth this year when compared to last year. So I'm not sure I expected more this season. I think that what he has shown in his minutes has been good, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if he obviously opted to kind of come back and use another year and be even more of a focal point next season if he were to stay. Jazz Kuntz, he is one of the few bright spots offensively, at least from Saturday, against K-State. Had, of course, a big performance earlier in the week. You look at Kuntz and comes back from the injury. Looks like he's one of those seniors that sees the end at the light of the tunnel. Feels like he's playing some of his best basketball of his career. Absolutely, and that's funny, Trent. T.J. Otzelberger kind of spoke about that same uh, adage, really, about Oshun a couple weeks ago. I think you're exactly right. On my way back from Manhattan, I was just kind of reflecting, and he's legitimately looked like the best player on the team for the last week and a half. I think that the shooting is something we have seen being around now a couple years. That's expected. I think his stroke actually looks a little smoother and a bit quicker this year, but just the way he could facilitate offense a little bit, move around defensively, lead the team, and just be that extra kind of level of safety and comfort out there, I think is massive for this team. And I think that if you get Grill back, they're still in a good spot. But, guys, I'm kind of of the mindset now where they've just got to get through the Big 12 stuff and get to the tournament where you're going against teams that you haven't already seen once or twice this year. If Grill is able to play tomorrow and then going forward, uh, he does so as a a bench player, right? Doesn't He doesn't get back in the starting lineup, does he? I think that it really depends on the matchups. I would say it'd be very, very hard to take Kuntz out. You're exactly yeah. right there, Ken. But I do know that there was a lot of confidence and success within that four-guard lineup. So what I would say is it would be difficult with the way we've seen Kuntz, seen Kuntz play. But if you go against, I don't know, off the top of my head, maybe a Miami team that they obviously ran into last year that focuses so much on guard play in the tournament, 
that is a spot where I could see Grill get the start because he is still one of the best rotational defenders on the perimeter. Wrapping up uh, one on the football front, and of course it's the recruiting world out there. Got a junior day coming up at the beginning of March. Any big local names, any uh, state of Iowa ties that people would know that we should keep our eye on making their way to Ames that weekend? Yeah, so one that is expected, I believe he'll be there. He did get invited, actually, a rising junior, so he's still a sophomore right now. Zay Robinson, I know we've Mm -hmm. talked about him a little bit. Really an incredible athlete, multiple sports. And then I'm checking in with a couple of the other local guys, Connor Moberly at quarterback, obviously Titus Cram at running back. I think Cram will be visiting Iowa here in the near future before probably making it back to Iowa State. But there will be some good names. I'll mention uh, for the Cyclones fans out there, Whit Edwards. He's a guy from Oklahoma that will be there that weekend. I actually just put out an article, and it sounds like the Cyclones are in a great spot for him mm. as an edge rusher, guys. Uh, Cram, I mean, he's a good player. Boy, he carries. He's a busy player on Friday nights at Bondurant. Oh, my gosh. That'd be good if they can land him. It's, it's seemingly between the two in-state schools, Nick. Is that is that fair to say? With maybe Iowa holding a little bit of an edge? Yeah, Ken. I would have a hard time seeing him probably leave the state yeah. because of what both these schools have to offer. A lot of the buzz has been around Iowa. I'll say I think the Cyclones have dented into that a little bit the last few months, and he's high on Shieldhouse, but it'll be a tough one between the two in-state schools for sure. No doubt. Uh, last thing for you, Nick, since you were in Manhattan, and I'm guessing uh, you know conversing with uh, some of their media, boy, it seems like this past weekend, and maybe this is just a um, Pac-12 starting uh, started rumor because they realized that I mean I, they're not going to get the money that uh, that Klyavkov. Mm-hmm promised that they were he was going to be able to bring to him. It's just not happening. It seems like they're starting to be more buzz, not saying it's happening and not saying what's behind it. But I read more stuff about a Pac-12, Big 12, maybe working on some kind of merger. Are you hearing anything like that at 24-7 Sports? Or is that uh, you know just Pac-12 looking for a, for a, a landing spot? Yeah, what I would say to that, Ken, is I've heard – just a whisper of that. I think it's a little bit more of the Pac-12 kind of wishful thinking. Yeah, wishful thinking or or a parachute because basically it seems like from what I've gathered, they shot a little bit too high. There were some false promises made and now they're in a much, much tougher spot than obviously the Big 12 is, and then they could have been just a few months ago. Yeah, I mean, who are they kidding? SMU and South Dakota State, that's good. That's not even a Band-Aid. That's a piece of tissue trying to get the bleeding to stop. Not going to work. Uh, what do you got coming up at Cyclone Alert this week, Nick Olson? Going to be a busy week with recruiting updates. Actually, we've got a lot of them. A little bit of basketball, but mostly football. Some of those local players that we mentioned. And full game coverage really the rest of the way. We're excited to be in Kansas City in a few short weeks. Mm -hmm. And then March Madness, wherever the team ends up, guys. Good stuff, Nick Olson. And we will impose on you during those stops on your busy, uh, busy March. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate you coming on. Talk to you next week, if not before. Thanks so much. Thank you, Nick. Nick Olson, Cyclone Alert 24-7 Sports, as we catch catch up with our buddy Nick. Uh, Caleb Grill, does he start when he's back? Well, is it injury dependent? I mean, is it better for him to come off the bench? I wouldn't think so. Wouldn't it tighten up? Yeah, maybe. If you're going to give it a go, mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I think this is more of a doctor kind of question, right. isn't it? I, I 
It's not that he's... If not, it's that close, though, does he even play? Well, he didn't this past weekend, and, right. and I, I was surprised when I saw that uh, Travis Hines tweet. Um, I think it was Hines. Maybe it was Nick, one of them, uh, that he was uh, in street clothes. Anyways, we'll take a time out. Come back. Trent's Plays of the Day. Circus Sports sponsors that. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. And third-party insurers. Do you remember when America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, won their first Super Bowl with Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and company? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roofing. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, final couple of minutes on a uh, Monday. Murph and Andy coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. Kicks and no drive. Heather and Sean. Not sure on Sean's availability today, but I see Heather on the other side of the glass, so I know she's here. Uh, We will uh, find out on Sean. uh, Hopefully he's putting that behind him. Anyways. I uh, ran into his future missus. Oh, did you? Where at? Over the weekend, West Des Moines had uh, kind of their day camp for the summer for the kids, so we're going and getting flyers from everything, and she was there with her company, her dance company, Tippy Toes, and talked to her for a while and said, Sean's really milking it. (laughs) You know... When I'm sick, I'm terrible. I know I am. All guys are. Yes. We're terrible. What is it wrong? I don't know. We are. It's something that goes way back. Uh Uh-huh. But just, I don't want to, just leave me alone. Don't Mm -hmm. bother me. I'm going to be whiny. It's the worst anybody's ever had it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What is it with us? I I don't know, but I'm good to see that Sean's not alone as we all are dealing with that right now. And hopefully Sean will be back with us sooner rather than later. Let's get some picks here. We got a three-pack here quickly. I like TCU tonight. Mike Miles, they're 16-3 with him in the lineup. Different team. Lay the one with TCU. Give me Oklahoma State. They're getting 5.5 at West Virginia. Two teams kind of sliding back a little bit. And we love the MEAC. Morgan State against the first-place team, Howard. I like Morgan State. Give me the Bears. To beat Howard? Well, now, plus 7. Oh, okay. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Thanks for being with us. Miller and Cotton, 11-1, 106.3.